Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 23rd, Wednesday, night before Thanksgiving edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It's just me tonight. Hope you've enjoyed our last couple of podcasts, however, where we had Chris Manning on a couple of days ago to preview the Blazers-Cavs game, which happened tonight. And then we had Dane Carbaugh on after the Blazers lost to the Knicks last night in New York. And... As you may have expected, the Blazers lose again on Wednesday to the defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers at the Q. And they do it with a familiar face uh, going off against them. To those of us in the Pacific Northwest, Kevin Love dropped 40 on the Blazers in pretty almost nonchalant fashion. 40 points, 8 rebounds. 34 of Love's 40 points came in the first quarter. So that was the second highest scoring quarter by a player behind Kevin Love's former Lake Oswego Little League teammate, Clay Thompson. So uh, good on the state of Oregon and the uh, community of Lake Oswego for that one having the two highest scoring quarters in the history of the NBA. Love, they were force feeding him. The Blazers had no answer for him. And they tried Evan Turner. They tried Mo Harkless. They tried Ed Davis. They, you know, they put a bunch of guys on him and love just, and they tried Plumlee on him. It didn't matter. They love was phenomenal. He killed the Blazers. Uh, Portland's defense, still awful. Damian Lillard had a good game, 40 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds in the loss. CJ McCollum more or less held in check with 13 points on 5 of 12 shooting. Blazers give up a new season high. Um, and Evan Turner had a good game, but it didn't really matter. So, back to Kevin Love, because I thought that that was, that performance is definitely one of the great moments so far of the NBA season in terms of individual greatness and but that it came against the Blazers was not a surprise the Blazers defense now as it stands after this game is 
far and away the worst defense in the league in terms of defensive rating. As I mentioned, they were 20th last year in defensive rating. And now they are uh, 30th in that category. They got out-rebounded tonight by the Cavs, a recurring theme for the Blazers. Not all that bad. It was 41-38, to so uh, it wasn't a blowout. It does feel like the rebounding has been a little bit better, but against a good offensive team, against Cavaliers, you can't expect them to miss shots that you give them, especially when they're wide open. It felt like while Love did do a good job of going to work, posting guys up, you know, really, really kind of having his way with guys on the Blazers. They also didn't do a very good job of contesting shots. I think it was maybe his, it was right around when he got to, right around in the mid-20s, I think, Mo Harkless closed out on him and didn't get a hand up. And it was, it was, it was just confusing. You know, you have here, you have a guy who already has 20 points and it's not even, you know, they played like five minutes of basketball and he's already, got 20 on you and the Blazers just weren't even getting a hand up obviously having played last night second of a back-to-back five games in seven days you know all all that stuff doesn't help the concentration doesn't help the focus probably made it a lot easier for love to go off but and, and again Cavs an amazing offensive team they can shoot it with the best of them and that they got a hundred and 37 points tonight is something that they can do. Uh, But the Blazers, it just, that it happened to them, I think, you know, it's hard to not uh, think about where this team is defensively. You don't want to make too many judgments, though, because it is second night of a back-to-back, five games in seven days. The Cavs haven't played since Friday. It's the ultimate schedule loss for this team. And it, it, you know, it is uh, a bummer that 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 they that they got blown out. But they, you know, their offense did play well. And I, the one thing that I think that you could take away as a positive so far, for or at least from the whole, not so far from the completion of this road trip, is it does seem like the Blazers found a little bit more offensive rhythm, which is elite offense is more important to the identity of this team than good defense. Obviously you cannot have, it's not good. It's not fun to watch a team that's this bad at defending a team. That's this bad at defending. Isn't going to win in the playoffs. And maybe they will be a fun team to watch in the regular season because they'll have some entertaining games. They cannot afford to be a team like that. Their defense needs to improve. But their offense also needed to improve. It they're finally cracking the the top ten. It looks like in defense uh, now after after this trip, but they are still not where they need to be. And they they've played better offensively. And I think that Turner's jump shot coming around in these last three games really is a good sign. And and while the defense is at a really low point, they are by far the worst in terms of defensive rating. 
They just had, they just almost, they had a historic night dropped dropped on them by Kevin Love. But but I do think that on some level, the offense getting back to normal, that being something that they can rely upon, should help them. Now, this team still got to figure it out defensively. I don't know where they they figure it out, and I. You know, I, I, I'm not sure, but this homestand is going to be a good challenge. That first game back after Thanksgiving, which, again, they're not going to have a ton of rest at before that game. And the Pelicans are looking better now that they have Drew Holiday back. And as we saw, they beat the Blazers last week. But they have got to do a better job at home defending. And it's not going to be easy. They got New Orleans, who has Anthony Davis if he's healthy. And have got you know some players that are playing a little bit better than they were at the start of the season, and then you have Houston, who just you know annihilated the Blazers the other night. So you have two really good teams coming in, and the Blazers have got to figure out how they're going to deal with those te- how how they're going to deal uh, with those those players and those offenses, and if they can get back to uh, some level of respectability on the defensive end, and the best thing about the team coming back home is that if you are local to the Portland area, you can definitely go check them out. And I think the best way to see if there are tickets for uh, the Blazers next coming home games, the best way to check that out is SeatGeek. The NBA season is back and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games that you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether that's courtside, the club seats, or the upper level. And I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's super convenient. It's the easiest way to shop for tickets, whether it be a sporting event or a concert. I can be anywhere, and with a few taps, you can find what you're looking for for this weekend or the next or any weekend that you want to get out to a game or a concert, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. And those prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek always finds the lowest available price for you. And you get the most bang for your buck with their deal score uh, algorithm where they, 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 they grade the deals based on value. And you'll see... Any underpriced seats that you'll be able to find the best deals that that fit your budget, and they score them on a one to one hundred basis. So one is the worst deal that you can get, and one hundred is the best. And every ticket that you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their one hundred percent guarantee. But the best part of SeatGeek is that my listeners get a twenty dollar rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to get that twenty dollar rebate, you have to download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So the Blazers are coming home and since they are coming home, there is the possibility that on Friday, Al Farouk Aminu could be cleared. He could be back. They said that it was going to be two weeks right before that game against Sacramento nearly two weeks ago at home that before he before Aminu would be reevaluated so he will be reevaluated on Friday at least that's what we've been told and 
If they can get Aminu back, that is huge. And I, I tweeted about this during the game because obviously when you're placing LeBron James and you don't have your best defensive wing, a guy that guards bigger wings well, you, you notice that a little bit more. But Aminu's presence on the court you know, isn't just seen when facing the elite offensive players in the game. The Blazers have given up huge offensive numbers to teams that are not offensive juggernauts like Cleveland. And the hopes for this team defensively rest on Aminu. I I am starting to find that I can't come to any other conclusion. This team... Everyone has very defined roles. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, they are going to be the guys that take the shots. Everyone passes the ball around, they touch the ball, they set screens, they're involved in the offense, but Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, they're taking shots. Alan Crabb is going to take shots. Uh, Aminu, his role on this team is to defend, shoot the occasional open three, rebound, and create havoc, and, and make up for the lack of resistance that you may have elsewhere. And that is with your guards uh, at the point guard spot or with, with Mason Plumley at the center spot. You know, the Blazers don't have a lot of guys that are putting up resistance on the defensive end. I think Harkless has been put into some tough situations as the team's lone, versatile, bigger wing defender. Turner was put in positions to guard Love and LeBron tonight. And, and, and these guys, while they're better than most of the defenders or wings on the Blazers, they're not used to being put in that position because Aminu is usually the one who is in those positions that is guarding the better offensive players and that is really just causing problems with his length, his anticipation, his ability to control his body around the basket. I think he just feels more comfortable around the basket and... He also simultaneously feels pretty comfortable around the wing, being that he has played small forward in the league for several years. And they are, according to NBA.com, in the the on-off court numbers, when Aminu is on the court, they are an average NBA defense. Their defensive rating is about 103 when Aminu is on the court. And right now, their overall defensive rating is at 109.7. So it's nearly at 110, the Blazers' defense right now. And when Aminu's out there, they're at least average. And, and I mean, to have one guy make up that much of a difference of your defense is pretty incredible. And I do think that after this stretch, that Aminu should at least get a little bit of consideration for all defense. And granted, that's going to be contingent upon the fact that the Blazers need to win some games. They have to be a competitive team. They can't be the sorry team that they have been for the first 17 games of the season. They have to win games. They have to hold down home court. They have to be a better offensive team consistently. They have to be passable defensively. But if they can get Aminu back and Aminu can stay healthy, that I think should help them get to that point where 
maybe he could he could open himself into consideration for that. But you know, a season that started with talking about consider considering guys on this team for awards whether it's Damian Lillard MVP, whether it's CJ McCollum maybe getting into the All-Star game, all those things. Right now, it seems like all of that stuff, uh, you, you we, we got to put all that stuff on hold because this team is just not good right now. And I, I think that Lillard and McCollum have played excellent ball and they have had career years, but you know, everyone has to, you know, everyone's, everyone's a part of this. And I think they would say the same thing too. They, they would say that, you know, you win together and you lose together. No one is, is winning games or losing them by themselves. And I do think that there's, there, there is some merit to that. And while I think that Lillard McCollum would say, would say that everyone needs to get better, you know, they, they need to, everyone on this team needs to own this right now because no one is above the struggles that the team has had right now. And, Another player who's struggling, Evan Turner has shot the ball better, and and I've been on him uh, about that, and uh, I've been on Mason Plumlee for the defense, and Myers Leonard hasn't shot the ball well, but the Blazers also paid $75 million to Alan Crabb over the summer, and he just told a Brooklyn Nets blog about how great it would have been to be with the Nets and, and how great it would have been to start and that's what every NBA player what every basketball player wants and while that's true and while that's being 100% real you know he hasn't just you know he just hasn't played very well right now and and I I do wonder a little bit uh, about his mid-range shooting because last year this is just one section of his shooting but I I think it was an important part to how we it's it's a factor into how we thought about Alan Crabb it if he hadn't shot this well from mid range, he wouldn't have been paid seventy five million. He wouldn't have gotten that massive offer from Brooklyn with a chance to make over eighty million over the course of the contract. And so far, he's shooting twenty eight point six percent from ten to sixteen feet, according to BasketballReference.com. And last year, from that same distance, ten to sixteen feet, he shot fifty one point four percent. So, was last year just a question of? him hitting those shots at the right time right before free agency and this year the numbers are just regressing a little bit and his mid-range jump shooting isn't that much better than anybody else's and it's closer to average than we thought or um is this a slump and and so I don't know what the deal is with Crab right now, but he hasn't even played as well offensively as he has. And and perhaps a part of that is that his role has been marginalized a little bit. His usage rate is down. You can point to Turner. You can point to maybe the fact that he's playing a lot of minutes with Myers Leonard or CJ McCollum. A lot of, you know, CJ McCollum and Turner definitely handle the ball more, uh, have it more in their hands with those second units. And perhaps Crab's efficiency is suffering from a lack of volume, but whatever the reason may be, he's not playing up to even what he was at last year. And this is something that Dane Carbaugh and I talked about on the podcast after the Knicks game, but it bears repeating because this is the problem, I guess, when you invest in players that you had last year and you're basically bringing back the whole team from last year you expect them to be the same team that they were and so far at least 
they, they, so far they haven't been that. And while, you know, Crab had slumps last year too, just like everyone does, but you know, he needs to, he needs to turn that back around and, and I'm not sure when that's going to turn around. I'm not sure his usage rate is going to get bumped back up. I don't see where he's going to get more possessions. He just has to be more efficient when he gets them. So the Blazers are in a really tough spot right now. And I am not sure where they go. They just finished this road trip with one victory, which is pretty incredible. They went one and four for a team that has aspirations to go to the Western Conference Finals. And I, 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 I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure where they go from here. It's a, it's a really confusing time for the Blazers because they don't have one of their key pieces. Their starting lineup with Aminu, Harkless, Plumley, Lillard, McCollum has been very good, but they are still struggling to find continuity with their bench. It doesn't seem like their bench units know how to play with each other yet. I thought that Turner making some shots may help turn the fortunes of the bench around, but it still seems like some of the other guys are not doing what they need to do. And and collectively, they have been bad at all of the basics. We have been talking about, we talked about this a lot more last night towards the end of the podcast with Dane Carba again. But I really think that this, I think this team, I, I, I don't know what needs to happen. I don't know what drills this team needs to do. I, I don't know what, film they need to watch if anything they just have to get back to the basics somehow and I don't know how they get back to that with the way that I've seen them play so far and it seems like their team again has very defined specific roles and Aminu really fit into that puzzle and gave the Blazers a real vision about how they would play and without him it's harder to play the way they want to play but they, I, they've got to get back to the basics somehow. I don't know how they do it. I don't necessarily. I, I don't know whether they need to tweak the scheme. I don't know whether they need to have their bigs hedge a little bit harder, or drop them back further, or have them be more strict in those principles. I don't know because it doesn't seem like they've they've really found anything that's worked and offensively things are getting a little bit better and and that's an encouraging sign because you need they need to get better on the offensive end but defense is still really confusing at the moment for the Blazers they they just cannot get grab rebounds still they they have done a little bit better but they're still not where they need to be on that end and it it's causing problems for them for the defense as a whole I don't know where they go right now and 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 Zach Lowe from ESPN.com explored some potential trade scenarios on in his column today he suggested maybe looking at a guy like Costa Kufos from the Kings or uh he Zach Lowe has mentioned that 
for him, the Blazers would be a great destination for Nick Vucevic. And while Vucevic is not known as a defensive player, they could use anybody who could score in the post like that. But uh, you know, a guy like Kufos would be uh, a really interesting guy to look at if the Blazers could could swing a trade. They wouldn't have to probably give up a whole lot. Kufos is a good defensive big. He played high school basketball with C.J. McCollum uh, for whatever that's worth. But Kufos, that would be interesting. It seems a lot more feasible to me than giving up a whole lot of pieces for DeMarcus Cousins, even though I I still am of the opinion that C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard would make uh, a, a very strong team, provided you have the right pieces around them. A guy like Kufos, a guy like Robin Lopez is a guy that could help do that. A guy that is just better at directing traffic, more of a traditional big man that can just kind of control things. And then you have other guys on your team like an Ed Ed Davis who you can play against the smaller teams at center. You don't have to give up. You don't have to give up that part of your identity. I just do think that especially with how the Azili thing has developed that trying to go for a guy who's more of a defensive minded center that can help control the paint. I think the trade market is, is not that bad for guys like that. And it's possible Portland could get one of those guys that can help them defensively. Like we probably assumed Azili would at a cost that is not going to rob them of their identity. And their identity, I mean Lillard and McCollum together. So they look at uh, a defensive big. Perhaps that, that's that's a route that they can go. I don't know who they give up. I don't know what the, I don't know what those teams might be interested in. But it seems to me that one of those big men that is on a team where they're not really going anywhere, you could talk them into a deal where you're not giving up too much whether it be uh, some future second rounders or uh, a prospect, who knows. But the Blazers' defense is at a point where, while Aminu will help, they may need some more outside help, especially given the Azili situation, the fact that he's getting he got a second opinion on his knee, that he's not allowed to talk to the media. I mean, that's awful news. The fact that he's not allowed to talk about his injury publicly to the media, that's not good. So the Blazers just may need to, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. it. It's a lot harder than it sounds me here talking, but uh, a move for a, a more defensive minded center may be in the cards because even when Aminu gets back, they're still, you know, that still only gets them to average. And I think this team has aspirations that are much higher than that. And I do think that they can still get to, they can be a competitive playoff team. They could be a team who maybe wins a series. They could be a team who wins a series with Lillard and McCollum. I just think that they, right now, what's going on around them is not working. And um, Aminu will help, but they ha- have got to, to figure out what they're doing defensively because it's it, it just keeps getting bad and so um maybe they can maybe they can figure it out they did play top five defense for about a month last year during the season right around january so 
it's not it's not as if this team is incapable of playing good defense and playing solid defense for stretches. They just haven't done it yet. So Blazers fall to eight and nine on the season, and they are in eighth place in the Western Conference. Just in terms of win percentage, they are barely ahead of the Jazz, and they are not that far ahead of the Denver Nuggets, who are six and eight. The Jazz are seven and eight. Blazers again have played more games than anybody in the league so far, but things are not looking good. The Lakers are eight and seven. They have a, a full game on the Blazers. Same goes for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Grizzlies and Rockets both uh, in a good position at the four five spot where I think a lot of us thought and myself definitely thought where the Blazers would be, but they uh, ha- have not made it easy on themselves. They have struggled and they're coming home on Friday to face the Pelicans. But um, even if Aminu comes back early on Friday, uh, this team still has uh, some stuff to work through, but maybe, maybe Aminu coming back will, will be uh, enough help uh, to get them a win on Friday against the Pelicans. But we will see. We will keep tabs on it. Have a great Thanksgiving, folks. Uh, I hope that uh, you all can enjoy it with your loved ones. If not, maybe enjoy it with your friends. And if you're hanging out with them, whether you're friends or family, maybe you can tell them that you like listening to Lockdown Blazers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn FM. Leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Blazers. If you would like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. Thank you for listening once again. We will be back as the week continues. Blazers come home on Friday. Face the New Orleans Pelicans. Have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody drive safe. Be safe. And we'll be back with you after the holidays. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.